Welcome to the Coaching for Pastors podcast, episode 144. Hey, Pastor, welcome back to our discussion on discipleship this week. This is day three, Wednesday, and I've given you five descriptors of a discipleship philosophy, a worldview of discipleship that you can adopt and a filter that you can look through as you think about discipleship in your church. Because I think oftentimes we have such a narrow definition of discipleship. The discipleship program in our church is often this curriculum. Uh, Maybe we'll read some books, maybe we'll have some meetings, maybe we'll get mentored or coached by somebody, and in a month or two, we'll be discipled, or in a year or two, we'll be discipled, we'll be declared to be disciples, and we'll think that, okay, we're disciples now, and we don't need to go through the discipleship program. But I'm talking to you about a discipleship that is ongoing. We talked the other day about how the closest theological term I would use is sanctification. Sanctification is something that is ongoing in our lives. And discipleship and sanctification, I think that they're, they're so closely related. You never want to stop the sanctification process in your life, and we never want to stop the discipleship process in our lives as we're becoming more and more conformed to the person of Jesus Christ. That's discipleship. We talked about a discipleship that's connected to reality, that that is transcendent, that is rooted in the person of the gospel's Jesus, that is close enough to touch, but far enough to stretch to reach it. And that's developed systematically, that we need, a, we need to be able to see it first in our head, and then we need a plan and a structure and goals and points of celebration. It needs to be sustainable and reproducible. We need all of those things. But now, think with me for a minute about discipleship in your church. When does it start and when does it stop? And this is something that maybe you can help your church family begin to change in their perspective of discipleship. It never really stops, and it actually can start before a person even comes to faith in Jesus. Because oftentimes, somebody has to gather a body of knowledge and understanding into themselves before they finally come to the point where as they look at their life and they look at what has been presented to them, and they say, okay, I've I have to submit to this. This Jesus that these people are talking about, he's real. He's real, and I I need him. I guess I need him in my life. After I can't deny it, I, I do need him. And I've learned that he's the Son of God. I've learned that he's deity. I've learned about his death on the cross and what it means. I've learned a little bit about the Old Testament, which is still fuzzy. But see, they've been being discipled. They've been brought closer and closer to Jesus. And then there's that point of regeneration. There's that point of new birth. You remember Nicodemus came to Jesus and that conversation they had? And Jesus is like, dude, don't be be so surprised when I say to you that you must be born again. There's There's that rebirth. There's that becoming a child of God. And then the discipleship process really kicks in. We now have the Holy Spirit inside of us, and we begin conforming to the image of his Son. 
Jesus Christ. Colossians talks a lot about discipleship because it talks a lot about this gospel's Jesus. So the gospels have all these stories about Jesus and what Jesus did and what he said and what he experienced. But then you go into the book of Colossians and Paul is laying out the truth about who Jesus is, who he was, and who he is. And this concept of a discipleship that never stops so that we may be presented fully mature in Christ. That's a concept that we need to adopt into our churches. That's a, that is an approach to Christianity. It's approach to the practice of our faith that we need to embrace in our churches. It, and discipleship is a purpose of our church. It's a reality of our church family, and it's something that is always embraced, never discarded, never completed or finished, and always welcomed, always welcomed, and always engaged in. So we have to know that all of us, that we're all disciples. We're disciples. When we first come to hearing about Jesus, the whole idea is that we would come to faith in Jesus Christ, right? That his work on the cross would actually matter to us and be effective in our lives and change us and regenerate us, would take us from death to life, from darkness to light, from the kingdom of Satan to the kingdom of God. And then it never stops. It never stops. So how can you and your church begin to look at your ministries, however small, however uh, on on a scale you might think they're insignificant, Your ministries are moving people along this continuum, this discipleship continuum, whether it's greeters, whether they count money, whether they clean the building. It doesn't matter. They might be going out and visiting the sick or the elderly. They might take care of kids in a nursery or teach kids in a kid's Sunday school class or children's church class. They may teach in a Bible study or facilitate a Bible study or just be in a host home and host a Bible study and and exercise their gift of hospitality. They're being discipled, and they're discipling others. See, because discipleship isn't something only that happens to us, but it's also something that we do with other people. We engage this world of discipleship that is transcendent, and yet it's right in front of us. It's so beyond what we can ever fully attain, yet we're constantly grasping it, we're constantly working it, and it's constantly changing us. We can't deny it, and we can't forsake it. Pastor, I hope that you can get a view of discipleship for your church family that is attainable, that is inspiring, that is motivating for you. This isn't a contest. This isn't something that you put on your thermometer chart on the wall and you've got to reach this goal. Remember I said it's not measurable. You can't explain it. It's joyfully entered into that we get to live with the living God, that we get to be a part of what the living God is doing in us and around us and in this world, and that while being a part, we're being changed. We're being discipled because we're disciples. 
I hope this makes sense to you, Pastor. I hope that you can take some of what we've talked about these last three days. Maybe go back through, listen to it again. Maybe uh, translate it in your own head for yourself and for your church. And then say, what can I take away from this? And what can I integrate and engage in my practice of ministry in my church with my people? Pastor, thanks for doing what you're doing. It's not an easy task. It's not an easy calling. But man, it's a rewarding calling. And it's a calling where you influence people and you get to impact them for... We don't even understand this, right? Let's not even make pretend. We get to impact them for eternity. What in the world does that mean? Wow. For eternity, really? Really. Really, we do. We don't have to understand it. We can't explain it. But we can engage it. We can be thankful for the opportunity to do so. Pastor, God bless you, and I'll talk to you tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast.